0: time we were about to give up on Miss Hudson Divi Chat Facebook we're in the right place and here she comes yeah sorry everybody for the for the delay I know it's a little bit extra delayed this time than normally we're normally delayed I'm blaming Mike it's Mike's fault (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it actually she's better. it's not mike's fault you know <laughs> stephanie had some technical issues and man you are looking much better and beautiful and huh.
1: well computer needed a reboot so yeah. Yeah. we thought we would wait oh you guys we are just so did. good to me
0: All right welcome to divvy chat everybody on the live streams and facebook and youtube It's been a while since I've been here. I'm super excited to be back. I hope everybody had a happy holiday. If you're in the U.S., we celebrated Thanksgiving. Obviously, Sarah and Mike aren't, so. But it's a pretty major holiday. Yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, (laughs) Black Friday, Cyber Monday.
1: That's right. We got some sales.
0: Yeah, what are we talking about today, Stephanie? I can't remember the title <laughs> of this
2: thing.
1: <laughs>
2: something we are about talking client
0: nightmares or something.
2: Well, not just client nightmares, but this has come up in a few of the groups, and we recently had a good friend who was having sort of a entrepreneurial crisis. Like everything was going wrong and bad projects and things, and and I thought this is something that hits us all, and when we're isolated and on our own, it can feel overwhelming and we can feel like failures, like we're the worst and we don't know what we're doing. And it's not true, it happens to all of us. So the, the concept of today's um, chat is how do you take a project failure or what you view as a failure and turn it into a learning experience, Take it, make it so that you at least get something out of it even if it's not a real feel good, happy, happy project.
0: Okay. I'm going to go ahead. Does and, that fit
2: into the does that fit into the title bar on YouTube?
0: Well, I don't know cuz the title bar on YouTube right now is uh, not what the title I set on <laughs> the channel is. So, we're going we to have to correct fix it that. Later. We we are not giving you a Divi e-commerce pro tutorial on how to sell <laughs> no, WooCommerce not. products. Not if you're no. reading this wait, title. Wait. So, I don't know how to how to go
2: change that that's all right we'll fix
1: it later if yeah. you're here watching us you'll see that we're talking about something else you will catch another
2: on. super organized episode of divi chat <laughs> What well, we that's should right. retitle it to how to take a failed podcast episode and make it a learning experience well
0: i mean <laughs> this kind of is apropos for today's topic i would it is it is you know it's like right there
2: and i kind of think like before I was on the show and and I think the sort of the response we get from people too is like people kind of like seeing us screw stuff up. I think it makes everybody feel better. Like <laughs> like
0: well, I'm yeah, happy. I'm not the only we, one. Because we do it a lot.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Oh yeah. goodness gracious. All right.
0: Well let's let's get this party started. And before we dive off into the topic, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves and Stephanie, since you were late, we're going to let you go last. Last Go ahead, Sarah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tease. Such a tease. Uh, Hey, guys. Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. Uh, You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. And I'm a little tired today, even though it is 9 a.m., I've been up early. I had to take my husband to the airport. It's just been like a busy old little morning, and waking up at six thirty, just that extra half hour sleep. Tell you what, it's hitting me. Oh, that's okay. No. Coffee Are has you caffeinated? been caffeinated? Okay. I am. I'm double caffeinated.
2: Oh <laughs> boy. We're all good.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you're yep. here. And tired or not, I'm yep. always happy to see you, uh, Stephanie. You're
3: still going last, Mike. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. Hello. Hi, my name's Mike Devitt um, and I'm uh, all the way from here from the UK and it's, uh, I'm not drinking coffee this time of night because <laughs> it's not good. What time is it? Is it um, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock there? It's, it's uh, 10, 10-ish, but it's uh, 10-ish. normally when we do these things, we do them a little bit sometimes at this time and then a little bit later. And then it's one o'clock before I finally get off to sleep. So, and then I'm going to work the next day, which is not so great. Um, (laughs) My uh, web design company is called Web Design Pro, and we're celebrating five years in business.
4: Yay! Awesome. Congrats,
3: man.
2: That's a big one.
3: Yeah, it's a good one.
2: It's a good one.
0: Awesome. I'm glad you're here, Mike. Stephanie, you can finally wait until after I introduce me, because you're (laughs) And My name is David Black. I'm with (laughs) Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. And if Tim was here, he usually goes before me. He'd talk about WPGears.com, where we do courses and stuff. But just pass through the holidays and Black Friday. Sarah, I feel your pain. I have not slept much since last week. Obviously, because... This is our busiest time of the it's year. Okay. You're so. going to
2: rest so yeah. well on that giant pile of money that you made.
4: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> going to you are not ever. introducing yourself at all today. Now, oh, Come on. <laughs> all right.
0: All right, Stephanie. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Hi, you guys. I am Stephanie Hudson from Focus WP, and I'm super happy to be here. I love these kind of episodes because we always get to tell crazy stories and laugh at our dumb mistakes and yeah. and uh what's the word misery loves company i guess i don't know we all can <laughs> <laughs> learn from each other and from ourselves um my website is focusedwp.co and if you go there you can find some awesome white label services like wordpress maintenance and development on demand so
0: awesome develop i like that development on demand it's new oh. It's Man, new. that is it's shiny. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that slogan before on demand, and but I oh. like development on demand.
2: Like on your TV? Yeah. Dev yeah, on like demand. On it's our new service. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. right. Well, I think it's great. Awesome. Thank you. Well, yes, this today's topic definitely falls in, you know, as apropos, because I'm reading the title that I put in there, which was how to deal with failures as a part of the growth process
2: yeah and, that's the title
0: um, yeah so yeah so where do we want to start stephanie
2: well i sort of that was get to go first i was th- <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about this and i i kind of break this down into like sort of two phases so when you're in the project and it's going bad you have to triage like there are certain things you have to do when you're in the project and then when it's over there are certain things you need to do to make sure that you don't repeat it and to, to learn from it and, you know, like take what you can and grow there. So I sort of thought we could spend some time on each of those sort of sections. Um, I don't know when you're, when you're triaging, I think it's, if something's gone wrong, whether it's your fault or the client's fault, it's, it's gonna, there's a few things at stake. There's money, time, and your reputation. So you kind of have to, You may not be able to salvage all of them. You're probably not going to be able to, depending on how bad the situation is. But um, if you, you know, your reputation arguably is the most important. You may have to just suck it up and spend a lot of time um fixing something or doing work that somebody didn't do or whatever it is. You it may cost you money, it may cost whatever. But to me, I think usually in most cases, your reputation is the probably the most important. And it it sucks to have to stay up all night triaging or, you know, for nights at a time or the stress or whatever it is. But anyway, those are my, that's sort of how I broke it down. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah. As you were talking, a experience came to me that ended up being, I guess, probably one of the best things that ever could have happened to our company. Uh, and that was. When Ms. you met quoting, me. <laughs> that was number two, Stephanie. Oh, okay. That cool. was right behind this one. <laughs> um, and that was misquoting our first e-commerce website. Oh, you yeah. Know, um, I thought, oh, it's just a plug-in. All I got to do is install a plug-in and configure this WooCommerce thing, you know? Yeah, I'll <laughs> charge you, you know, $1,000 to build your 1,000 product e-commerce website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, buddy, I'm going to tell you, lots of sleepless nights. But hindsight, looking back on it, had i never taken that project we ended up I, I learned needless to say i learned a tremendous amount about yeah. you know e-commerce websites and just how much work goes into them but we ended up you know focusing on primarily for clients and stuff build out building out e-commerce websites including our own when we became a product company and stuff because we started as services and when that happened we were a service company and then um it ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise um because we kind of became really e-commerce experts and stuff and and so ended up being a good thing it was a painful lesson at the time um but it ended up being a great thing for us. I, I, would
2: th- I would be willing to bet that anybody here who has ever built an e-commerce site has had that exact scenario.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. why I brought it up. Absolutely, Everybody yeah. can relate. By a
2: show of hands, who did their first e-commerce project perfectly? That's oh. what I thought. Yeah. Man, I was ready to raise my <laughs> hand too. I didn't think you were going with that question. I thought
0: you were going with the screwed it up under Most
2: bid. of the people listening to this can't <laughs> see the hands anyway, so I think. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had yeah no I it. think
2: um oh sorry you
3: go the, no, no go, on, go on Sarah
1: I was just gonna say in terms of pricing like I think a classic a classic example that probably all of us have faced whether it's an e-commerce website or whether it's some other kind of website is underpricing underquoting. and I think we all make the mistakes potentially multiple times because you know when you start out every website is different and I feel like I'm only just starting to get to some websites replicating similar circumstances. Like I feel like every single website has different needs. Like maybe they're a different niche or maybe a different industry or maybe it's e-commerce or maybe it's events or whatever it is. It just feels like I have been constantly coming across a website that is a new scenario for me. And you have to make a wild stab in the dark when you're like guessing how long it's going to take you to set it up. Like the first time you do e-commerce, you have no idea, like how long is that going to take? And then when there are multiple uh, um, products, like what does that do to it? And if there's variations, what does that do to it? And you don't know that stuff and you can't know that stuff. And I think even now when I'm quoting on things, sure, I have like the base sorted, of like what a five-page website is, but every time that there's something custom to go along with that, you're stabbing in the dark and all you can do is have a go at it and maybe get better at putting in a little bit of buffer room just in case it doesn't um, go so well. But I think all of us have probably come across those times where we suddenly discover mid-project, we have totally underquoted. Um, And in that moment, you're in the triage moment where there's nothing you can do about it. Like you can't then, well, occasionally you might be able to go back to them. If they suddenly kind of change the scope, then you've got room to go back to them and say, hey, look, you're changing the scope of this. We're going to need to renegotiate the price. But for the most part, I would say most of the occasions, you're going into it, you're mid project. You suddenly go, Holy crap, I have completely underquoted for this. And you just have to suck it up and do it. And maybe you hemorrhage some money because you suddenly realize not only have I underquoted, but the timeline is now suddenly like really tight because I thought it was going to take me 20 hours, it's going to take me 40. I don't have 40 hours. So now you have to outsource and you have to suck up and pay. For that money to outsource some of that work.
2: Or you learn um, the, think, the hard way that Woo, free WooCommerce isn't ever free. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: And that you, yeah, maybe you pay for a plugin because it's going to save you 10 hours of work, um, or maybe you stay up all night and you just get the work done. I think in those moments, those are one of those ones where there really isn't much you can do other than suck it up and make sure that you make your reputation stick at the end of it. Um, maybe you send an email at some point that says to them, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that during this process, I discovered that I really underquoted you. I'm not asking you for that money. I accept the fact that the quote I gave you was the quote I gave you. And I'm happy with the payment that you have received, but I more wanted to let you know, just in case you're talking to other people that actually I really should have quoted this other amount. Just purely from the fact of like, if they then go to talk to someone else and they say, oh my gosh, David built me this like e-commerce <laughs> website and it had a hundred products and I paid a thousand bucks. Like it was amazing. So yeah, at least you, if of you kind of that way. Yeah. And so like, it's not like you're not, you're not saying, look, mate, actually that was a $6,000 job. And I want that money, but just being able to, at some point, even if it's after they've paid the final invoice. And then at that point you say to them, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I kind of stuffed up. I really underquoted. I'm happy to wear that. Like that's my bad and you win yay for you. But just so you know, I really should have quoted 6,000. So if you're talking to other people, that's what I would be quoting in the future. Um, Yeah you know, we all make mistakes and you run out of my mistake in this occasion. So, you know, I, make them kind of feel good about it, but at least moving forward, they don't think it's worth that. And they suddenly go, oh my gosh, like I got amazing value from this person. And they see you like even better. Well, yeah, you know, win, win all around.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it does. Um, it definitely speaks to your character and integrity, you know, also yeah. beyond the fact of, Hey, please don't tell everybody I'm going to come do a, an e-commerce mm-hmm. website for a thousand bucks, but it also speaks to the credibility and integrity and, and character of you as well. And which is yeah. probably going to go over way more with, who, you know, them telling more people and stuff. So I, I love yeah, that. Potentially. Great. And they
1: may want to stick with you for longer. Like they might, you know, value your maintenance program more because of it or, yeah, you know, absolutely. they may, but also it sets up that thing for the future. If they then come to you in the future and say, Hey, we want to add to our, website they're not going to go in blindly going but you only touched me a thousand bucks like why on yeah. earth are you quoting me two thousand for this tiny edition then they're a little <laughs> bit you know you're preparing yeah. for the future for the right. relationship moving forward which i think is a smart
2: yeah. you know protect yourself <laughs> i put I uh, honesty start- on my list too yeah sorry yeah. go ahead mike
3: and yeah, no, i was just going to say and i think when you're starting out um everybody wants to prove that they can do something to somebody. So when you get your first client, that first uh, person walks through the door and they said, Oh, you know, I'm thinking of having a a site. So I did a swimming site to start off with. And I thought, I thought the perfect start would be a nice brochure site that I can just put some nice images on, make it look good, give it to them and get it on my portfolio, get a nice review. No, no, no. They wanted uh, lessons payment gateway (laughs) uh, and I did not know (laughs) I did not know what I was doing at all yeah and luckily um, because I chose Divi to um, use as my as my theme that just made uh, the sort of designing side so much easier so my desire and this thing of being a people pleaser and saying look uh, look what I've just done (laughs) And somebody going, oh, that's great! I have to over the five years we've been in business, I've had to curb being like that. And you, and what's happened is that the contracts that I now write are so much more—they've uh, just got tighter and tighter, or more specific about to- what we will do. Toy, toy like do. a
2: tiger Did you
3: say? <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: it's a- Never mind, forget it.
3: <laughs> it's no, tighter, tighter. I know,
2: I know. There's yeah. some fam- funny line. Never
3: mind. Sorry. Like... <laughs> That's okay. It went over <laughs> my head. <laughs> um, and I think that um, you, you certainly start off by um, trying to um, deal with any of those sorts of situations. So even with that first client, when they had their first problem uh, and you know you're into support mode, Um, and you have that horrible sinking feeling that sinking feeling. I don't think ever goes when somebody says I've got a problem
4: and you're thinking,
3: (laughs) am I going to be able to fix this? A tonight. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Is it going to be five minutes? Is it going to be five hours? Is it going to be tomorrow? And And please tell me it
2: wasn't my fault.
3: Yes. That's it. Yeah. Oh, it's not. That's okay. Then.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Sure thing. I think, um, I think there's so many different scenarios. It's tough to sort of be general on all this, but I want to clarify that we're not talking here about a project that goes outside of scope. If your project goes outside of scope and you're not handling it, that's an entirely different situation. This is where basically where you've kind of messed up or if you've got a difficult client or things like that, that could go wrong too. But primarily what we're talking about is like issues with estimating or maybe Maybe it's even a skill set, you know, maybe you thought yeah. that you could handle the technology for setting up that appointment mm-hmm. scheduling and online payments. And then you just don't have the skill set, you know. So there's things like that too. Another thing I kind of think is like, along with the honesty that we were talking about, like this is a little trick I've used if I've screwed something up. And this is, I use this sort of in a few areas of life. Like if you act upset about it, people get less mad at you. Like I yeah. can't believe that this, like I used to, I used to, this is kind of funny cause I was late for this show today, but I used to have an office job with the boss and all this stuff. And it was terrible for me. I'm not a morning person. I had to be there at 8 AM. I was always late. And I, my boss would get so mad at me. And so I would go into her office and instead of just like going in with my tail between my legs, knowing I was going to get in trouble, I would go in and be like, the traffic was so ridiculous this morning. I can't even believe it. It was so annoying. I have so much to do. I hate that. I am not, I wasn't here earlier, blah, blah, blah. And then I would just leave in a flurry and she would just be like, jeez. (laughs) So sometimes if you just approach it in the right way too, like, you're like, this project is not going, I don't mean like yell at your clients or anything like that, but say like express that you're not happy that these things are happening. Don't go and be like, I'm really sorry. I wish I was better at that. You know, like, don't like, they will view you how you're projecting yourself. So if you can come in still strong and still conveying to them that like, you're gonna make it right in one way or another, then that still leaves you in an okay place to negotiate, to continue working with this person, to like have that relationship still not, like you're not gonna totally tank your reputation if you can kind of handle that a bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I'm trying really hard right now not to have a growth, another growth moment.
2: Oh no, what's happening? podcast
0: episode. I've got the Restream dashboard open and there's this big button that I really wanna click. But no, I have no idea what it will do, do, it. do to our stream. So please don't do it. I'm trying. do that really later, hard. David? I'm trying <laughs> yeah, Stephanie's we... approach of honesty <laughs> and transparency.
4: Yeah, I'm glad. And please this don't. Yeah. <laughs> We're
0: <laughs> please about don't. to
3: get cut off.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to click it, Mike. I'm not going to click <laughs> it. <laughs> I want to, but I'm not going to click it. I know.
1: So I had a scenario recently <laughs> where. I was working on a site and we had like fully built the site and it was using Essential Grid, which I love using. I haven't really had a lot of problems with, but on this particular occasion, like it, the page it was killing the server. Like every time the page loaded that had all of the blog posts on it, because they had hundreds of blog posts, every time it loaded that page, it would kill the server. And the problem was that it somehow didn't seem to be a huge issue until we went live with the website, which made it even more awkward. But there was this thing where... Um, I was white labeling for someone for another agency in the process, and so they were paying me per hour on this particular job. But then the website went live, and then we discovered this ma- massive issue. And suddenly, oh. I had to work out well, how do I fix it? Like we have we have fully customized this website. Like it had very a very unique style, and so using a Essential Grid, we had like fully customized the like skin of it and the hover of it. We'd spent a lot of time on it, so I didn't just want to switch over to another plugin in the process. But suddenly this page was like, not only loading in like, if it loaded, if it didn't throw a 500, then it would load in like, I don't know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, like just ridiculous. And then when I went to Essential Grid, um and said hey there's this issue they were like it's not us it's Yoast it's it's Elegant Mm -hmm. Themes and then I go to Elegant Themes and they're like it's not us it's Essential Grid um Essential Grid are like it's not us it's your host can you get them to do this and this and this and this and so all of a sudden I'm like this middleman I'm trying to put it in staging and bug test every single thing because it seemed like there was this weird issue where when Yoast, I think this is why it's when it went live, when Yoast was active and Divi was on it and a central Grid was loading, there was something about the, the triple threat of them together that it just killed it. And so because we did Yoast at the end, I think we didn't discover, you know, that. Anyway, I'm then in this process of like, well, I can't really charge them to debug because... I chose Essential Grid. I put it on there. And now all of a sudden, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours both debugging and talking to all the companies. And I didn't feel like I could charge the client for it. And it just got worse and worse. And I was putting off all my other work. Um, That was a nightmare. Like it was an absolute nightmare. And I felt like I was hemorrhaging money because I couldn't charge for it. And I, at the same time, wasn't doing work that I could charge for. Um, And so in that moment... I don't know if it was the right approach, but I had a very frank discussion with the agency and basically said, look, I am spending hours and hours on this. And I know I can't charge you for it, but I'm going to have to stop at some point. Like this is just unmanageable for me to continue this. And they were great. And they said, no, you can charge us for some of it. And in the end, I charged them for half of the time. And we kind of negotiated our way out of it. Uh, I still got some money. Um, and really what it came down to was it was one of those unforeseen bugs that there was not much we could do about. Um, and, but what I learned through that, uh, I'll come back to when we get to the after process, but in the the moment, the triage, what I decided to do was spend time out of hours trying to debug it put it in staging and debug every single possible thing I could do so that I could present that to both Elegant Themes and to Essential Grid. And in the end, I have to admit, I, I pulled out the, I've done tutorials for you and I'm on your support page. Treat me with some respect, please. And then they did. Um, they escalated it and I spoke to a manager and I had it sorted. It was one setting and it was sorted within a day so i did have to i did have to kind of pull that card of you're not treating me good enough and i'm you know you use my tutorials for right your plug-in so friggin treat me better
2: that is a um, that's it, an almost, that's such a difficult situation when it's the past yeah. the buck and nobody wants to help you and you, you it, yeah. it's yeah. like it's just on you to like figure it out and figure out who's to blame first of all, but boy, that's. And keep in mind this site is
1: live. So in the process, what I then had to do was I had to switch over to elegant themes, uh, blogs and just display it with the inbuilt blog module. So I actually had to switch it completely over to another blog module so that it loaded. So it wasn't kind of killing their live site because they have a very active blog site and then figure out the debugging and then come and refix that on the live site. So, you know, that's one of those scenarios you can't see it coming. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're white labeling, it's even worse because <clears throat> there's either a potential that you have set a set rate and you just have to fix it within that set rate. You've got no choice. Or else it's one of those things that they're going to say, well, I'm not paying you your hourly rate for that because that's on you. Like you chose that product and it's not working.
3: So you handling, handling all of this on your own at the time, Sarah? Did you get any help? Um, looking. At uh, no, it, I was or... doing it
1: all on my own. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah.
4: I just but sometimes, pu- like
1: plugins, I can't hear you, Steph. By the way, but sometimes plugins just don't interact with each other. Like, and yeah. you won't know that say until you activate Yoast, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's it's just one plugin that, and you the debugging to work out which plugin is not working with which plugin that can take hours and hours and hours. And sometimes it's just one little plugin and maybe that plugin is the non-negotiable plugin. And you're suddenly like, well, what do I do? Like, yeah. So I think- Or that you spent
2: hours and hours customizing it. So it'll take it away. It's like, oh, I had one that was not exactly like that. It wasn't specifically a plugin. Mine was hosting. Mm -hmm. And I had done, this was like, this was four years ago, four and a half years ago. And it was like a five or $6,000 site, which was a big deal. It was a, it was a little bit of a fancy site, a little, almost like an LMS kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. It was (laughs) almost like an LMS kind of a thing. And it was a big deal for me to charge, you know, like 5,500 or something like that. And um, I, I built this site and we, we'd lo- it was everything was fine and then we launched it and nothing worked and the clients coming back yeah. and being like this is not working it's not working and I'm like what is I'm freaking out I'm trying to fix everything and I'm like I think it must be the server you know we troubleshot yeah troubleshooted troubleshot I don't know troubleshooted
0: we, I like that
2: we troubleshooted a lot of things <laughs> and in the end I was like spent same with you like it's it's yeah. hours and hours it stays the yeah. company I told them I'm like my, like what I have built is fine. It is your host. Yes. And like, they yeah. wouldn't change it. And I said, it's your host. And so they said, uh, they actually hired another developer to come in and check my work. Wow. I was so nervous. Oh, that's
3: cruel. That's and
2: lovely. I passed, like they told him like everything yeah. looks fine, but it was still broken. And nobody, could, even yeah. the other developers couldn't figure it was wrong. Finally, 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 I was able to move it onto another server. It, but it was like, even like on another, the server that was on, it was like just a different server, even at the same host. Like there was some spe- like really niche yeah, weird right. issue. And it was like, I, I was in the end, I was vindicated in my own mind because my work was, but yeah. but the project was shot. It was absolutely shot. Like that yeah. one, there was no salvaging. They, they yeah. dropped us. We weren't going to work yeah. through anymore, even oh, though wow. like literally I did nothing wrong. Did they finish so-
1: paying for the project?
2: I think so, but like well, the number of hours that not spent it? over. Yeah I can't yeah. even remember now. But it was just yeah. like it was so far yeah. beyond. I mean, like I'm talking easily triple or quadruple the hours that I should have yeah. that were originally I, built. I, t-
0: I take it back, it should be troubleshotted after looking at troubleshotted.
2: <laughs> Shotted. <laughs>
1: So I had I a slightly a similar scenario in that I built a site for someone recently. Normally I'm hosting it then on my own host. So I build it on like a subdomain on my own host. When we moved it to their hosting, actually I've had this a few times. I've moved it to their hosting and it just grinds so slow. Like yeah. it's almost unusable on their server. And the one thing that I've learned from that is don't get rid of your subdomain, your testing server until you're sure that they are really, really happy. Because the advantage that I was able to do this last time that it happened was that I put it on their server. They're like, it's so slow. Like every page is loading so slow. It's ridiculous. And I was able to say, well, I still have my one set up. Like you can look at your live site and you can look at my um, test site. It's Exactly the same s- settings, but on different hosts. And you can see that it is loading okay online. So I kind of learned sometimes it's worth leaving it there, even for a month or two or three, depending on how much they paid for it, just to be able to say, well, you can see here it is still working on my host. Therefore, all I can say is it must be your host and you have choices. And then you can kind of present them with the choices, but oh, at least it's so you can tough go though because to they yourself. never want to
2: hear it. They never want to no,
1: definitely it. not. And they don't want to change hosts and everyone feels like it's this massive deal to change hosts, which is well, tricky and it's so behind and the It's
2: so behind the curtain, all that stuff, that it's intimidating yeah. to them. And they feel like we're not telling them everything or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get that sort of, like, like how I feel when I go to the mechanic. I'm like, I don't think I need that air filter, buddy. Like my air yeah.
4: filters
3: are fine. <laughs> it's a good point uh, because yeah. even yeah. when you've built up some trust with, with a client, Um, things can still go wrong and I had something so one of the lessons I've learned recently is that when you're going to prepare a client's website for their Black Friday promotion and (laughs) also the fact that they're going to um, (laughs) do some email marketing the day before which is also going to have huge effect on the on their website to make sure you do it the week before and not the same week because um, it was Tuesday last week. So this time last week, we, were, we sat down and I said, right, let's get this stuff. Let's get this stuff done. And all of a sudden, we had an email from them saying that there was a number of orders that are coming through on the website with zero um, total price.
4: <laughs> and I, and I'm good. like,
3: sorry, zero total price. Now that's a and good
2: Black Friday sale.
3: Excellent. <laughs> As Christian said to me, it's a hundred percent off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. What a deal!
3: Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, oh man, I've never seen this. I've never seen this before. What's going on? And um, we whittled it down to a combination of caching and Word Fence. And right. um, but we were still thinking this this whole promotion they're about to do. So we we fixed it what we thought we'd fixed it by Tuesday afternoon, although there was nothing in any logs to help us. Um, and um, <laughs> by by Wednesday, we could see that the, all the orders were coming through fine. These were intermittent, by the way. So this wasn't like every order was coming every. through zero. This was yeah. like um, Oh, the intermittent
2: error. That's always Horrible.
3: Fun. Yeah, that follows The one me you around. can't
2: replicate. You're <laughs> right, yeah. Yes. Those are the best. It,
3: it does, and uh, and anyway, they had a fantastically successful um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Good. So, um, awesome. Hopefully, that one's gone. But you mean um,
0: you mean the hundred percent discount didn't wasn't the right option?
3: The, the, the building's being torn down where they work now because <laughs> they've all been evicted.
2: <laughs> the building.
1: So, along with that one. Another learning lesson that I've had, I often find that before I go on holidays or say before Christmas, <laughs> that there's this thing of like clients kind of go, oh yes, we want to have it live this year. Or um, mm-hmm. recently I had a couple, uh, a week or two weeks break and I said to, client, to clients that I was actually really working on, it kind of was a good strategy in that there were clients that were delaying, delaying, delaying. And I said, look, I'm going on holidays. If you want it done before this date, it's going to have to be done before I go away. The downside of that and the thing that I learned from that that I'm trying to learn for Christmas holidays is that then all these people said, yes, we want it done before your holiday. No, and you I have just... to do it
2: all before you go away. <laughs>
1: the advantage was then we, we knocked off four jobs all before and some of them had been going on for months and months and months and months. That was a great advantage, but the downside of it was it made that week incredibly stressful for me where I was working really late nights. It just was insane. But the second thing that was bad was I was pushing websites live on the Friday and then I'm going on two Mm. weeks leave that is oh. not a good place to be, right? No change but Friday. It is.
2: Uh, yeah, no, no. change Friday.
1: And so clients, I think clients have this thing in their mind, oh, my gosh, another two weeks, like that's going to be terrible. But um, one of the jobs, which was actually that other one that we were just talking about, um. I said to them, I don't think we should go live in that week because I'm going to be away and what if it doesn't go well and it Mm -hmm. didn't go well, so what if it doesn't go well and we pushed it live when I got back, thank goodness, because it would have wrecked my whole holiday. But what I've learned from that is coming into Christmas holidays that there are people saying to me, we want it done by Christmas and I'm needing to suck it up and have the hard conversation and say to them, look, it's now December and realistically, It's not going to get done or if it does, it's going to happen just before I go and leave and that's not ideal for you. So I think we need to delay going live. We'll have it all ready. You can test it as much as you want over Christmas on our testing server and then the first week I'm back, that's when we should go live because then I'm there and available and we can make sure because there are hitches that happen and we can't avoid them. That's just part of going live. But I think it's that that internal... I don't know if everyone has it or if it's just me, but that internal thing of, I don't want to say to the client, I'm letting you down. And it's not that you're letting them down. In fact, you're actually making a smarter choice for them. But I think we have this internal pressure to always make our clients happy and to say, yes, I can get it done before Christmas and that will be great for you. But realistically, no one's going to be looking at their website over Christmas anyway. So if you can reword it and remind yourself before you talk to them, no, you're doing the right thing for the client. Therefore you feel more confident when you come into the conversation and therefore you can actually pitch it to them. This is the better thing for you. And you don't put yourself in that insane stress because that was an insane week. And yes, there were benefits, but there were also massive detractors by approaching it in that way. So
2: I wouldn't do that Uh, again. I think that we should probably jump to step two. Don't you guys? Yeah. What was step two again? David, always paying attention as you. Hey, I'm, I mean,
0: I'm,
4: we yeah,
2: talked I'm about care a few of our them. live audience. We have sort of, but what do we? Yeah. <laughs> what do oh, we do? I just did it like, yeah, you kind of did. That's what I mean. It was kind of a good segue. Like, how do you not do that again? So, for in Sarah's case, there, she just like she made a choice, and it wasn't great. So the next time a client said that, she made a different choice. Like that's, yeah. that's like the simplest, most base but thing here is like when you can do that. Also, Yeah. What?
1: Well, some of it's recognizing it, like you can't yeah. make a change unless you've actually examined it. So I think there's something about in the moment, you just have to deal with it. But mm-hmm. then if you can give yourself a moment after it's dealt with to go, okay, how could I do that differently? And for me, what it was doing was twofold. One fold was not saying to the five active clients I've got going on, hey, Christmas is coming up. Do you think we should launch it before Christmas? So one of it's yeah. on me that I then presented as an offer. But the second one is recognizing earlier in the process, hold on, we're going to be cutting it really fine before Christmas and saying early enough, like being able to say to people now, hey, We've just ticked over into December. I think realistically, we need a couple more weeks. If I can say that now, that's better than me saying the week before Christmas, I'm not going to get there. Let's push it. You're better to do that early. So my learning lessons from that, I had to stop and recognize it. I had to not offer insane things and start to give better timelines. And then the third thing was once I recognized a project was in danger of this situation again, say it early, say it fast to the client. They were my learning lessons and it, and it's multiple stages, some internal, some external, and some recognizing along the way, picking up what's happening quicker. Yeah.
2: And then when you realize that, like stuff like that, especially that's like date-based, like Christmas or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I will go and put on my calendar a recurring thing, like November 15th. message people about their like what they want on their site before christmas or you know september 1st are you going to do a black friday yeah not sure because you got to start now or you know whatever it is like whenever like there's a time-based thing just put it on as a recurring (laughs) of like every year on this day remind me (laughs) that i made this mistake and to fix it i had a client (laughs) who always wanted a calendar to do a mailer at the end of the year and would like never remember until like two days, but it was just like, and I would always scramble and do it for them. So I just put a reminder and I sent them an email like, Hey, do you yeah. want to do a calendar nice. this year, weeks in advance? And it's like, then you look like a hero too, by the way. So. Yeah.
1: And um, it saves you having to say, yes, I can do it, but I'm going to have to charge you more. Cause I'm going to drop other stuff to do it. It saves you that them feeling like it's all a bit crap for
2: sure. Yeah. It's like, you're, yeah. you're directing them instead of telling them, no, you're giving them yep. the power. So the other thing that I've did for years, I'm, I feel really like really happy and solid that i haven't had to do this in a long time i used to literally make a modification to my contract after every project (laughs) every project i I would be like not doing that again and i would like change a line in there like you have to do this you have to that i was even thinking sarah of those those kind of scenarios where it's like where it's gremlins in the servers you know like yeah to have a caveat in your contract somewhere that like you will do your due diligence and blah, blah, blah. And then like, mm-hmm. if, I mean, I don't really have one of those necessarily, but as we're talking about it, I'm thinking like, yeah, we should probably have that. Like you
4: just, that we you're are not, not
2: responsible for your server. Like if you
1: choose not to right. host with a, a host that we recommend, Oh, I do have that on mine. Yeah. Then it's going to go the way it goes and that's on you. Uh, so like for my, do,
3: um...
2: Oh, go ahead.
1: Mike. sorry go
3: on. No, it's the same. Go we to... used to do um, client training. And uh, it was one of the things that we decided that it would never be part of a package again after visiting a client's site at their office. And having, so we, we always said that we would do a maximum of two people. And so we'd sit down with, with those people and take them through how to make changes to their Divi website, you know, so that they could get on with doing some various different things. And it was this most one of the two most stressful hours of my life. <laughs> we, we had uh, one chap just walk in behind halfway through and he would be pointing over the shoulder saying, well, why don't you just do it like that? And why don't you just do it like this? And we're saying, uh, no. uh, and it was just, it just became yeah. so stressful. So that washing up that you were talking about, that post-project um, completion up, yeah. and saying, yeah, I'm not only going to take that out of my uh, what we offer. Um, yeah. We'll try. We'll find another way to do it if somebody wants to do it and not make it part of the whole the whole um, package. And it's it was putting a lot of pressure after the project's been completed as well.
2: Yeah, contracts are almost like, in my mind, it's like think about all the worst possible things that could yeah. happen, and then put a rule about that. Like what happens when that happens. <laughs> like that's yeah. how i view it. Like for our for our care plans, we have it built in. Something's going to break sometimes, you know? When you're maintaining a whole bunch of sites and you got plugins and everything else, yeah. like sometimes stuff breaks. So, what do we do? So we put it in our thing. You get 1 hour. We'll try for yeah. 1 hour to fix things, mm-hmm. and if we can't, then we'll contact you and we'll say either just roll it back and leave it as is or you got to hire a dev to fix it. Like that that's it, you know? And when you break it down like that, it's so much better, yeah. but if you don't have that there, And you update sites, you know, for your, even just for your clients, even if you're not using a white label service, it's like you update something breaks. And then you try and go to your client and say like, uh, something broke. You've got to pay to fix it. And they're like, well, how did it break? Well, I updated your site. Well, so you broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's not my fault. Like I didn't touch it. You know, it really looks like you're, so how do you handle that situation if you don't have it? already and it doesn't always break
3: at the time that time either so you might know right they might not discover it for about three or four weeks Mm -hmm. yes and and at that point that they'll say well we've not been on the site and you're the last people to have touched it and then Mm -hmm. you literally got and it might be some really important something really important that they like they haven't been getting
2: their contact forms for three months yeah we've all had that one right and then they're like where are all my contact forms
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I I
0: think one of the ways that we solved our, you know, pricing dilemmas, was that um, we set a minimum price on every project, and we actually set it kind of high, even for basic websites. And and yeah. then meeting with every client from Jump Street from the very beginning, letting them know that, hey, you know, we don't. Build any website for less than X number of dollars. And what that does is it lets you know whether they're serious or not. So it ended up solving like, you know, pseudo somewhat pricing issues, but also kind of feeling out whether or not they're really serious about, you know, their website and and where they're at and stuff. Cause, you know, you you walk away and stuff. So,
2: yeah. Yep. Another thing, in addition to modifying your contract, is you can modify your SOP. You know, your standing operating procedure. Whether you have that documented and written down or not.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, sure.
2: One of the one of the big panics that still like gives me anxiety is when you, I put it in the social media post for this episode. I think it was like. When you go to launch a site, you're like, yeah, no problem. The site's working great. Everything's good. We got the hosting information, blah, blah, blah. And then you get on there and they're like, and could you just move all my emails over too?" you know, and you're like, (laughs) oh my God, you have email hosted at your host. And then you've got to deal with that situation. And it's like, if you don't have that built, if you don't have that built into your process to like check for that before it's launch day, then you're going to have a mess on your hands. And
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm a shocker at like, I've had various like orders of things to do when things go live and I'm a shocker at not always following them or, yeah. you know, just thinking, oh, I can just do it off the top of my head. No, no issues. And then realizing I've forgotten something really important. Um, so I think having some sort of checklist along the way and trying to get things a little bit earlier, we talked to you in another episode about, um, the ultimate client experience. So one of the things that I have changed because of my inability to, you know, follow a Uh, order of things, Mm -hmm. is that the email that I send to people that says, hey, welcome aboard, that includes saying, hey, can I get this bit of information? Can I get this bit of information? Or like Steph talked about in that episode around having small forms, where early in the piece, you have one element in your form that says, where are your emails hosted? Mm -hmm. You know, it's very easy to add it to that little questionnaire when you're kind of onboarding someone.
3: Yeah, and easily forgot. It means that
1: you've got that information to look back at. We can't remember yeah. what they said.
3: Yeah. yeah, email, email. It's it's strange. It's, it's so long standing, still a long standing way of communicating, and people are so precious about their emails. One, you know, you can do an email migration, and you you can say to them, you know, it's all gone, it's all gone, really well, and then literally a few days later, I can't find an email. It's really important. And it's done. And so yeah. I absolutely detest email migrations yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't them. do them. Nope. Gmail, oh. Gmail. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. Gmail. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I actually have to set up somebody's G Suite tonight after wow. we're done here. But uh, I don't mind setting it up, you. but migrating. Oh, but migrating, no, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. And, that's, and guess separate. what? Guess how we all know to not do that? We because we all tried ours. and failed. <laughs>
4: And
1: I think there's something about emails that's not just emails. So it's that recognizing where the really, really big pain points will be for your client. So emails are going to be a really big pain point. So you need to either mitigate, are you willing to do it, but you have some sort of like, back up within that, or you kind of know how things work, or I don't know, whatever. Or there's things like they're getting their forms or their products aren't going to come through at $0. Those things are really big issues for clients and or SEO rankings, like making sure that you are not going to... Tank their SEO if they have really good SEO, you want to know that beforehand so that you can That's make sure that one, you don't yeah. tank their SEO. That is one of my big failings. I took on a client, I didn't realize how good their SEO was. I accidentally oh. changed the website from www to non www. <gasps> Actually, Google was oh. ranking both www and non www, so their previous people had stuffed it up, but either way. I didn't take into account their history of SEO and they were eyeballing their SEO non-stop from the day it went live. And it was insane, the stress that came with it. Yeah. But what it makes me kind of do coming forward is that's a really big issue for people. So firstly, know what their SEO ranking is, know whether it's WW or non-WW and don't change that. And yeah. thirdly, <laughs> If you don't feel capable of maintaining their SEO ranking, you might want to get someone to come in and double check you haven't done anything that's going to tank them and warn your client that any time a new website change happens, there will be a dip and that is natural and they need to expect it and they need to understand it's going to come. And I've learned all of that through that horrible experience. But at least I know now I need to prepare clients, but I also need to do my research to realize, oh, I didn't realize these guys were as popular as they are. Like that matters. It's amazing
3: amazing how Google can take months, years to promote a website, (laughs) but the minute you make a mistake, it's gone in a day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that client, like that is a deal breaker for them. And realistically, I don't know what could happen, but if you got someone who was a really horrible person, they could treat you pretty bad for that. Um, yeah. if you don't have something written in your contracts and like, if you haven't actually tried to mitigate it as much as you possibly can, then you can be in real trouble for something like that. So I think it's, you know, an important one to look at at least.
2: So if you've got a situation like that, where you realize like, okay, I need to pay attention to this mm-hmm. like the SEO or the email migrate or whatever it is. Yeah. So when you get, when you hit that, then you're op- you have two options. You can either decide to after that project go and level up your skills like go Mm -hmm. take a course go learn or you can say like that bit gets subbed out like i'm just gonna Uh, hire somebody who is what (laughs) that bit is getting subbed out (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) they (laughs) i don't even know what that means but um So you can, yeah, you can get somebody yeah, to do yeah, that. Like sure. get, hire somebody to do that for you. Yeah. Like yeah. we actually have, we have a service at Focus Repeat that is launching a website because sometimes people yeah, hate that fun. and it's super stressful and all that. So you could just hire us and we'll just launch a site for you. Or, you know, like yeah. whatever, there's so many different things. You can hire yeah. an SEO person to like do an audit before and after or just make sure whatever, things like that. Yeah. There's, so there's different ways. And, um, and then down the road, if things don't go well again, then maybe you need to change your staffing or whatever, you know, because that was another, that was a nightmare I had. I was so full tilt. I was so busy. I couldn't, I, I needed help and I didn't have time to train somebody. And I didn't, you know, I could barely finish my own part of the project and I got somebody that wasn't vetted. You know, I hired a developer, which could have worked out great and been amazing. And instead it was terrible. And he ghosted me. He just, he just, he started the project and then ghosted. And, and so there I was, up. Uh, you know, again, what are you going to give up? Your money, your time, or your reputation? I didn't have any more money to give up, so I had to yeah. just
3: or your sleep,
2: drink more coffee. Yeah, so I just gave yes. up yeah. my sleep, and uh, and salvaged the project, but it was a, it was a nightmare. And so it's like yeah. you, you've got to, if your staff isn't working, like you best believe I did not work with that guy again, because yeah, you yeah. know you can't like don't you know just the whole point of all this is don't repeat your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least learn from it, like suck it up during it and then learn from it as fast as you can.
2: And I, I have a, like, I kind of think like, don't wallow, but you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're all creative people. We're, we're visionaries and we're all like, we all have a certain brain type that makes us able to do what we do instead and like fight through all of this stuff instead of just clock punching a clock you know and part of that makes us sensitive in some ways too i think and it's tough when things don't go right and so but you can't let yourself just pull the covers over your head forever but i do think it's okay too for like a few minutes and like reach out to your groups, you know, like we have we have a little side chat and yeah. focus on your biz group. And it's like we you know, we have sometimes people are having a rough one, you know. You have a bad entrepreneur. We need the support group. I think we start support group called Entrepreneurs Anonymous. People <laughs> just come and tell tell anonymously the terrible mistakes that they made. Oh, just so well, we are kind of anonymous
3: because we could... have like nicknames for each other, don't we? <laughs> we do, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Secret so, names. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: So anyway, yeah, I think that's good, but, uh, let's, let's recap. we got to be honest, fix it, make it up to the client too. You may have to, if it's not one of those emergency ones, if you can throw in a little extra something, I'd do that a lot. Like, Hey, sorry, this was a little delayed getting to you. I threw in this extra report for you, but you know, like an audit of your site or just do something, you know, something that just shows like, I recognize that I need to up my game a little bit. And then, uh, then what else we got to Mike, you want to break down our, uh, or after things. What are we talking? I feel like I've been talking oh, too much. It's Mike. Mike is too mild. He can't butt in with me and Sarah. Know, right? And David's just distracted.
0: Well, I'm. I'm uh, I pushed the button. I'm just gonna let y'all know I couldn't. You did. Couldn't off anymore. I pushed it. Did it kill it? And I wished I would have pushed it sooner, because what to do? It's actually got the uh all of the chat. It it basically turns it into a you enter the studio, the restream studio. And mm-hmm, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, what's going to happen if I hit that button? It sounds intriguing. And um, <laughs> so I hit it and I figured we had gone long enough to where if it crushed us, you know, we'd be able. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I hit it. And look, all the chat is right here in one place.
2: Well, it, does, it doesn't do us any good. Well, I think, but I'm happy for you, David. Yeah, for me, it's <laughs> awesome. You could have
3: given us a secret <laughs> sign that you were gonna do it. I did. You gotta be paying oh, attention
0: in the chat. You gotta be reading I the chat, be, yeah.
3: Gotta be reading the chat. <laughs> no, the chat
0: I
2: knew he too, was right. up to something. I told him
0: if y'all see me smile, I'm gonna hit the button. Mm-hmm. And I even <laughs> executive decision, as he calls it. Here comes the smile.
2: <laughs> I know. And oh yeah, my goodness. Cool, so just
3: to pick up what Stephanie was saying about the after. It is about those. It's it's about lessons learned. It's really important with any project, every project, to do that lessons learned. And it's really easy to wake up the next morning and go, right, I'm on to the next thing. But yeah, that what that washing up of, of I what love you, that you call it that. The washing
2: learned.
3: up, yeah, yeah, it is washing up of what you've done, what you've learned, and and silly things like. Uh, <laughs> Never make changes on a Friday. If you want to ruin your weekend, go ahead.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that that appointment that you may have had, on, that lovely evening you might have had planned on a Saturday <laughs> might be gone. That really important thing you're supposed to attend might be gone. So keep it, keep it away from Fridays. And uh, really important to not only do the lessons learned within your contract, but also maybe yeah. your pricing where you may... Have not put enough um, uh, of a percentage to add for any of those um, not scope creep moments, but where you you've got somebody come back to you, where you may have had a misunderstanding originally, and you just think, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug that gap, I'm gonna fill that gap because this is important for them. We can do it, and as you know, providing it's not days and days of work, then that's acceptable.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that is a good one. Not just updating your contract, but updating your future proposals and all of that and kind of stuff. Learning like, your estimating. Steph
1: said like your your steps, like if you're missing a step, you missed a step, like make sure that you've added that to your documentation of what you're gonna do. You're down with S-O-P? SOP. Yeah, you
2: know me. Like I'm going to add
1: Yoast far earlier in the process moving forward, for example. Like often I don't activate Yoast until the testing phase because the testing phase is where I'm generally adding all of the titles and the metas. I just generally haven't had it active at that point. But I have learned that maybe it's much better to just activate it at the start. It's not hurting anything. It's just got a little marker saying Google can't see it Ah!" Mm -hmm. and freaking out. (laughs) But if you can ignore that, then you might discover that there's some sort of like unhappy scenario between yours and something else. That was a good learning lesson for me. I'm going to now activate it earlier in the process. So updating the order that you do things in or updating that you need to make sure you double check where someone's email is kind of that procedure list of how you do a project. I think is really important as well along the way and working out if you want to outsource something instead of doing it yourself or go do some training, I signed up for an SEO course the minute I had made that mistake.
3: (laughs) That's the the other hard thing. That's the other hard thing, isn't it? It's uh, not being too proud um, to to sit there and say, how long am I going to sit here now before I actually ask someone for help? Yeah, and just pay
1: some money. Sometimes the amount you're going to pay to have someone else who knows what they're doing to help either help you understand what you've done wrong or yep. for them just to fix it is gonna. I definitely have done that in the past. I've hired some of the guys from the Dibby Groups developers where the skill set was needed was PHP, and I don't have PHP knowledge.
2: You know what you mean. And had, I was happy. You just needed to a dev on demand.
1: No, and now I have that on <laughs> offer. Very exciting. No, I think, it's, I think it's a good thing because there is that question of when you get to that moment, if you're like, okay, crap, I need to hire someone, you do need to ask the question, well, where am I going to get them from? And do you go down the track that Steph had where you find someone and you trust them and they stuff you around and make you look terrible to the client? Do you ask recommendations, but it ends up being someone super, super expensive that, you know, in the end makes it really awkward with everything? Or do you find a service like what Steph's now offering? Or there might be other services around where there's just, you go to this company and then they offer you dev support or do you find someone local? There's all sorts of options, but you, you probably need to ask yourself the question in that moment, what's gonna give me the best outcome here?
3: And that best outcome may mean that you will you will lose money but oh, for sure. You, you, you'll definitely gain the, the trust and the confidence of your, yeah. of your customer. And save and your the, reputation and, and potentially give
1: yeah. you a relationship with a dev that yeah. could oh, be yeah, ongoing that's beautiful. that, you know, that you have someone available. That's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. And maybe on the first job you lose more money than you anticipated, oh. but equally you could be gaining um, in the future.
0: Hey, I, I believe speaking, David has something to say. Speaking of that that nightmare of an e-commerce project.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you like, were still listening. Did you guys? Uh, of course. Yeah, I'm paying
0: attention. <laughs> y'all are doing a great job. I don't really have anything <laughs> to add other than similar stories to what you're already telling. Bottom line, I think I'm for just me is don't really take on something if you're, you don't know what you're doing, obviously.
2: No, um, that's not but, true. We're never going to do that. that. Like,
0: well, how do we that. get
2: where we are if we didn't take but, on but things we didn't to, know? Back to, back to
0: that e-commerce client. Yeah, I had to reach out for some help on that project to Sarah's point, her last point. And I had re- ended up reaching out because it was such a technical problem in the advanced WordPress group, Facebook group, because I, it was an advanced problem. And um, that's it's how logical. I met Jonathan Hall, who is our lead backend developer. Oh, he came, he came in and he fixed that problem for us and I was like, "Uh, you need new work?"
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I have five hours a week I can allocate." And um, you know that was nice. Four and a half, five years ago, and he, you know, David was like, "I
2: am the captain now." <laughs> yeah,
0: so you work yeah. for me. It was, uh, yeah, it works out. It was perfect because Steph, um, Sarah is one hundred percent correct. You can can meet some amazingly talented people and stuff. Uh, Sarah's got to run. It has been yeah, a <laughs> it's been an hour, yeah, an hour,
2: and uh, it's been. See, we were funny. late, so we went above and beyond to That's make right. it up. We to did. You
1: guys. We gave you That's extra. Right.
2: But we didn't come minutes. in here, Stephanie. I fully
0: expected you to come in here. God dang computer! What the hell was that computer? I should have. Oh, I should have. You know what
2: well, should have <laughs> been? <laughs> like, I'm really sorry, you guys. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> this has been fun. It's been awesome. I've enjoyed was chatting fun. with everybody. Uh, on know. the live chat and listening to you guys drop some insane knowledge bombs so anything else y'all want to say before we dip
2: i would like to say that if you guys wanted to get us a little something something a little present a little something nice you can go to uh, rate this slash divvy chat give us a review give us some stars that would be so lovely and uh give us a shout out on in the comments on the YouTube video. Uh, I mean, not the live chat, but like if you're watching later, if you're listening on your podcast app, give us a comment, say what you think, tell us what what you got on your mind, give us some uh, requests for episode topics. We're coming up. I think we only have one more episode this year, next week, and then we're going to be off for the holidays a bit. And then we'll be back uh, in the new year. We've got a, a Sort of a series. We're going to go back to basics a bit. So we've picked up a lot of new viewers over the past several months. New people learning Divi and things in quarantine. And so we're going to sort of start start from the basics a little bit and and build up from there. And um, talk about how we can grow our businesses with Divi some more.
0: Yeah, we might even have some exciting new platform live streaming. <laughs> awesome! You guys are going to gonna love can, it. It's going to be so where great. where we can get you guys even more engaged to come and watch us.
1: Got some special guests, guests coming up next year that we've lined up. We do.
0: Let's do we it. We do, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to be right. good. Boom. All right. Well, I guess is it next week is our final episode, Stephanie? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, I guess we're going to see everybody next week. Peace out, see everybody. You
2: later, everybody.